immersive audio podcast in conversation with industry thought leaders, practitioners, artists, academics, and entrepreneurs discussing all aspects of this rapidly evolving industry from art, science, and business to practical insights and project case studies. We aim to inform, educate, explore, and unite the community. Welcome to the Immersive Audio Podcast, brought to you by 1618 Digital. In this edition, we bring a featured episode by Sonic Presence, the New York City-based wearable microphone startup with a mission to democratize how immersive audio is recorded on the go. Whether you're a regular concert goer or a YouTuber content creator, it's time to take mobile recording audio to the next level. 1618 Digital sat down with the Sonic Presence team to share the brand story and the product they created, as well as hear from early adopters sharing their experience from using this technology. We'll explore what goes into building a 3D microphone, how to make recording immersive audio more accessible, and the future of audio content creation. Stop me if this scenario sounds familiar. You've booked tickets to see your favorite band live in concert. You can't wait to hear all your favorite songs. At last, the day arrives. After queuing for hours, you're finally in the venue. The band make their way on stage and launch straight into your favorite number. You pull out your phone, ready to record the performance to watch over and over, reliving the memory of the best gig of your life. The next day, you tell your friends about the gig. When they roll their eyes in response, you pull out your phone to prove your point. The video is pretty much as you remember it. The audio, not so much. The sheer volume of the sound system has completely overpowered your phone's onboard mics, resulting in a barrage of garbled noise. What you and your unfortunate friends are hearing falls utterly short of what you heard that night. So clearly recording audio with your phone is just a bad idea, right? But it might surprise you to hear that the phone itself isn't the problem. Recording and reliving that night's sonic experience is now within your grasp, and you don't have to hire a personal sound technician to do it. just heard was recorded using a smartphone with the new SP15 mics, soon to be released by New York audio tech company Sonic Presence. These portable mics are designed specifically for devices you can fit in your pocket. We spoke to Sonic Presence's founder. My name is Russ Ham, and um, this is the Sonic Presence company. Uh, it's something that I started about, uh, well, in, in uh, 2015, actually. Um, I, um, I was uh, wanting to get back into the music business and um, we had all of these wonderful portable devices and I wanted to be able to record um, good quality audio, um, put that together with picture. Uh, this immersive audio is something that's uh, the, the current thing and we're very involved in it. We're quite excited about it. A 60-year veteran of the recording business, microphones are Russ's specialty. He's weathered the technological developments that have seen the industry grow and change, and in fact, has had a hand in many of them. Many, many years ago, I started working in the studio as a recording engineer. This was um, <laughs> in the 1960s, uh, so you get some idea. We recorded a lot of uh, rock music and what have you. Um, and uh, uh, that continued for, for quite a while, and uh, then... Um, I decided to uh, get into the equipment business um, and uh, we were the uh, uh, 
American representative for the Neumann Company. Um, so we distributed uh, and sold microphones, uh, disc recording equipment, and what have you. Then eventually got involved in the transition from uh, audio from analog to digital. <clears throat> got involved with uh, quite a few European companies that were doing uh, development of uh, digital equipment. Daniel Ice being one of them. Um, and so we transformed the whole, uh, certainly the whole mastering business. Rust noticed that, in Sonic Presence's native New York, most street performers and musicians weren't recorded by professionals using thousands of dollars worth of equipment. It was mostly using more portable, affordable tech, like smartphones and GoPro cameras. I decided to um, try recording some of the musicians playing on the street here in New York. And as a result, we had to develop a way to make high-quality recordings out on the street. And we started using GoPro, iPhones, and Android. Most people now use a smart device of some kind. As you're listening to me speak right now, you probably have an iPhone, Android, or some other smart device somewhere on you. What you probably don't realize is that in that small device resides enough audio processing power to record sound at almost studio quality. What's missing, along with quality speakers, are suitable microphones. You know, the manufacturers hardly even talk about the fact that built into an iPhone or an Android is in fact a, a, a digital recording system capable of recording 48 uh, kilohertz, even sometimes 96 kilohertz, with a resolution of 16, uh, 18, 20 dB. And we actually have analyzed recordings where we see a dynamic range of 20 bits, that's 120 decibels. That's absolutely incredible. We happen to be right beside Madison Square Garden. And so there's lots of concerts over there, okay? So you see everybody uh, has their phone and they're all taking pictures of the concert. And it looks great when, when you get home, it looks great, but it doesn't sound anything like the concert that you went to because it's a terrible mono recording. The interesting part about it is that what's inside that iPhone is a, a 24-bit, 96-kilohertz recording system, and yet the microphone that is used is, is, is simply a mono microphone of, of very bad quality. Um, it's, it's a terrible mismatch. You know, if you want to hear the sound uh, of music played back on your, your phone, I mean, like a, a Spotify thing, you would put on headphones because you wouldn't use a speaker in that phone. It sounds terrible, right? So I thought, well, all right, this is the same thing. You don't use the microphone that's built into the device. We need to put on some high quality microphones externally. Sonic Presence's aim was to produce a pair of microphones that reproduce sound exactly as it is heard. Audio from a human perspective. This is quite a task. Your ears, after all, are highly advanced spatial recording devices in of themselves. Russ and the team at Sonic Presence started their design with a simple mic placement decision. The idea was as a, to make uh, recordings in the field uh, that were high quality um, with audio presence, if you will, something that we're always striving for in the studio. Um, but uh, has always been very difficult to get it on location or outside and whatever you. So um, I started playing around with uh, microphones. Um, and of course, being my background, we had a lot of experience with microphones. So we tried different ideas of how to, to uh, uh, support those microphones, uh, how to electronically uh, interface them. And um, we wound up putting them on our ears uh, and as a result, the, uh, the recordings suddenly took on this whole uh, immersive audio, which is, of course, the effect of, of, of our head. The idea of these high-quality wearable microphones was enough to attract Chris Van Dusen, a former documentary film student, to the role of creative director for Sonic Presence. For Chris, the lack of regard for audio and its storytelling potential on his degree indicates a problem that the SP-15 microphones solve. My name is Chris Van Dusen, and I am the creative director here at Sonic Presence. I studied film in college here in Manhattan, and I took a course 
um, on documentary filmmaking. And one thing that I really struggled with was getting good audio. In these traditional classes, these film classes, they focus mainly on storytelling, aperture, kind of the technicalities of, of uh, cinematography. And the whole audio portion is sort of overlooked and, and put into a completely different major. So when I met Russ, I showed him some of uh, the films I had made. And he, being an audio guy, noticed right away that, you know, there were so many issues with the audio. The video looked great. The audio was way behind. For Chris, the SP50 microphones not only produce audio immersive enough to bring any documentary to life, but also do so in high quality and all while being highly portable. It is a stereo microphone that you wear on your ears and it captures sound the way you naturally hear in real life. The recording audio file is incredibly realistic. You listen back, especially on headphones or a soundbar, and it transports you to wherever that person was that was doing this recording. It's pretty spectacular. Designing portable microphones that can produce audio at this quality, while certainly challenging, is one thing. Engineering them to interface with any smartphone and any micro USB port they come into contact with is something else entirely. However, Sonic Presence has succeeded in moving from simpler analog interfaces to connecting seamlessly with the handheld devices that most people use. This painstaking process has required a great deal of fine tuning to the point of even needing a microscope. Initially, uh, we started out by interfacing to a GoPro camera. And that was an analog interface, actually. Um, and then as, it, as the iPhone suddenly became uh, a, an HD recording capability, I said, okay, we've got to interface to the iPhone. And thus, we had to develop this whole USB interface system. Um, that was a challenge, and it took quite some time. Any device uh, that has a port on it that implements the full USB, we now can exchange data with that port. And of course, this is all done in very, very miniature electronics. So uh, you have to, to work on any of this stuff, you have to look under a, mic a microscope. And even the connectors are microscopic. To get a better idea of how these microphones are made, we went to Sonic Presence's New York headquarters to speak to their principal audio engineer. Hi, this is Mike at Sonic Presence. Hi, uh, my name is Mike Dvorak. I am the principal audio engineer here at Sonic Presence. So welcome to the uh, Sonic Presence office. We're here in essentially midtown Manhattan. We're uh, not too far away from Penn Station and the Port Authorities. So my background is in studio production. I went up at uh, SUNY Purchase and studied for four years. It's a great program up there, and I got to learn sort of the ins and outs of traditional studio recording, as well as uh, a lot of technical knowledge, learning how microphones work, taking apart components. For a long time before I went to school, I've always been recording music. I was given a, a little four-track cassette recorder by my grandfather in middle school, and that's sort of where I fell in love with recording. And uh, I've been really just been doing, a, I've really been doing recording ever since then. I got to meet these guys last year at the AES show. I was pretty blown away by what they were doing then. I came in as a skeptic because they showed me the product and, and I really didn't think that it could do what, <laughs> what they said it, it did. And I mean, I was absolutely blown away by the product. It's been a, uh, a pleasure getting to know these guys and really work with them over the past year. Mike showed us around the office where Sonic Presence make all of their microphones and even took the time to guide us through how he himself would make a pair of SP15s. And what better way to show us than by making a pair of microphones in front of us? I'm working on just making some new sensor cables for our microphones. And uh, so what I'm doing right now, we do everything just in-house here for all of our prototyping. And we're really proud of um, the fact that we uh, actually make everything by hand here. We've moved along in the prototyping phase. We've uh, shifted almost entirely away from having any components that need real soldering done. So we've used what a lot of people in the telecom industry use, which are crimped connectors. 
So instead of having to use uh, old-fashioned lead and solder or anything like that, we can just um, take all of our components and connect them with built-in connectors. Uh, it makes the process flow a lot better. A lot of more U.S. manufacturers can actually do the processing. In the office, we get uh, sent in our molded parts that we've uh, designed that Russ did most of the 3D designing. And after we get the molded parts in, we cut our cables to length. We add in our new crimped connectors to the cables. And then through a very simplified process that we designed, we're able to add in the spheres, the sensors, uh, connector shells, and epoxy the whole thing together. Um, then those cables with the sensors get attached to the USB interface board that we designed here in-house. And then from the USB board, we uh, just decide what adapter cable it's going to need, if it's going to an Android or an iPhone, and uh, we put it all together in-house. When Mike had finished putting together the microphones, he showed how the audio signal is transferred from the microphones to the smartphone, and how this can be done both simply and effectively. So here's our product. This is the microphone. What looks like earbuds at the end of our, uh, our hooks, we call them the ear hooks. So at the, um, <clears throat> at the end of our ear hooks, there are actually two um, very small microphones contained in little spheres. And so when they're placed on the head, they're able to capture all of the head effects and all the spatial effects that, um, you know, that your brain is capturing naturally. And then um, the ear hooks with the microphones on them are just connected to a very simple little USB device. This device can then attach to an Android phone or an iPhone. And in that USB device, we have circuitry that we've developed, and um, it's able to send a pure digital audio file to um, any device from a smartphone to a computer to a tablet. We've kept the uh, design extremely simple because it really has just one purpose, and that's recording audio. So there's no extra features, there's no buttons, <laughs> there's nothing to control on the device itself. It really is just point and shoot. You put them on, you hit record, and it does the job. Of course, some might respond that the microphone's compact size is a drawback, as they would produce more noise than signal in recording, and that the difficulty of interfacing between a variety of smartphones would cause problems, but Sonic Presence has overcome these difficulties. The pickup capsules for the microphones are uh, quite small. Um, they're actually six millimeter diameter. Um, and uh, typically, those would be measurement microphones that, that uh, we would use for for audio measurements and what have you. And there's always concern about whether the signal-to-noise ratio uh, is good enough for studio recording. And uh, these are electric microphones, meaning they're, they're pre-polarized. You still have to power them because there's an amplifier in there, but the, the um, capsules themselves um, have a built-in uh, pre-polarized charge. Um, Ten years ago, those microphones were not good enough for studio recording. But in putting together the sonic presence, um, we were amazed at how good the quality of these microphones has become. And the signal-to-noise ratio, I, I hate to say this, but the signal-to-noise ratio is actually better than any large diaphragm capacitor microphone. Um, and, that, and that truly surprised me. I, I didn't think that was possible. Also, because they're six millimeter, the transient response is absolutely incredible. Um, if I record a symphony orchestra, you cannot believe the impact of the percussion. Um, if you play it on speakers, you actually feel the pressure wave hit you in the chest when there's a big bass drum or a big crescendo in the music and whatever. You. So this was, you know, this this was a surprise that the development of these small capsule microphones had progressed so far. So then the next problem was, okay, how do we interface that to this incredible um, audio recording capability? 
that's inside the phone. So now um, we're able to get um, digital signal processing chips um, with uh, quite small, 40 pins and whatever you, um, and extremely powerful, um, so that we could now do the um, analog to digital conversion with 20 bits of accuracy, uh, and uh, then uh, be able to communicate with the phone um, and, and say to the processor in the phone, okay, we want to record at 48K, uh, 24 bits, uh, and there's a, it, a handshake that has to go back and forth over the USB bus. And uh, then the two agree, our processor agrees with the phone, and voila, we have a 24-bit up to 96 kilohertz the recording system. <laughs> and the amazing part about it is, is we can put it in our pocket. The SP15 microphones also record binaurally. This is a well-established method used to capture sound as the listener hears it, with the intention of producing an accurate stereo image. But the technique is not without its usual problems. Problems that the SP15 microphones have overcome with the simple change in placement. This simple adjustment also unlocked dimensions of spatial audio that Russ didn't expect. So binaural uh, goes back a long, long way, obviously. So my first experience with binaural was with the Neumann, the KU-80 head. That was the first one that they actually made. Um, and then that followed, uh, they then improved that with the KU-81, and uh, today we have the, the KU-100. What you notice is that it's all left and it's all right. And there isn't anything in front of you. And this becomes a serious problem because typically in a, in a recording, um, let's say a singer, we want to have that singer dead center in the stereo image right in front of us. And with binaural, uh, it, it isn't there. You can't tell where it is. As a matter of fact, you can't even tell whether it's in front of you or behind you. What you can tell, of course, is the, the things that are on the left and the things that are on the right. For instance, if you listen to a string quartet that's recorded in binaural, uh, you'll notice that there's two instruments on the left and there's two instruments on the right. If you actually go out into the studio and listen to the string quartet, you'll find out that there are actually four equally spaced instruments uh, in in you know from the left to the right, including two of them that are almost in front of you. Okay, so you, there's right away there's this disconnect of what's going on. Why is everything left and everything right? I can challenge anybody to listen to most binaural recordings, even the ones made currently and what have you, and you you hear this problem right away. Once 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 somebody points it out to you. Um, when you listen, you say, oh yeah, there's a hole there in the middle. What we did was we took, the, we took the transducers out of our ear and put them in front of the ear, um, and we eliminated all of those resonances that are caused by the ear canal. Um, and that cleaned up the whole image. Um, and also by moving the transducers slightly in front of your ears, um, you're actually narrowing the uh, front image a bit, which gives it more stability. So now with Sonic Presence, you hear a, a, a perfect center image. And if there's a soloist in front of you, the soloist is absolutely right in front of you. Now, some of the first recordings we made, we were stunned by the fact that um, we, could, we could hear vertical sounds. One of the first ones was um, up on 125th Street, um, the subway was going, it's elevated up there. And so it comes out of the tunnel from the underground and it goes over a trestle and then back into the tunnel. And when the, when the train comes along, you actually hear that it's, it's way up there on the right. You can, you can tell it's elevated. Um, so we were very surprised to be able to get those kinds of effects. Ross took the mics to a variety of environments, from a classical concert to a basketball game, to test out their potential. The recordings 
which he has already shown to various professionals in the recording industry, speak for themselves. When I play these recordings for experienced audio people, a recording of a full symphony orchestra, and I tell them, look, this was, I, I took my seat in the eighth row, turned on the recorder, and this is what I recorded. And the reaction is, oh my God, you, how many microphones did you use? No, you don't understand. The microphones were these two little transducers that are on my ear. The, the three of us went to a basketball game um, and we did a three camera shoot of a basketball game. We were each wearing uh, these uh, uh, sonic presents. And the, uh, so from three, camera, three different camera positions, uh, and you hear the crowd all around you. And as Mike, who actually edited, cuts from uh, one shot to the other shot, the audio, the audio actually follows the camera. So the crowd is the crowd that's surrounding you. I sent this over to a fellow at NBC Sports, um, and I said, check this out. This is the first time we've done anything like this, and uh, I'd like to get your reaction. He said, how many shotgun microphones did you use? You must have used at least a dozen to get that thing. I said, no, no, there's these two transducers on our ear. The rest of it's your head creating this effect. Two of the audio professionals who got a chance to experience the SP-15s were Jim Anderson and Ulrika Schwartz-Anderson. My name is Jim Anderson. I'm a recording engineer and producer. Um, I'm in uh, New York City and, and living in Brooklyn. Uh, I'm also a professor at the uh, Clive Davis Institute of Recorded Music at uh, New York University. Um, I've been uh, recording and uh, engineering and producing for, oh gosh, about 40 years at this point. My name is uh, Ulrike Schwarz-Anderson. I'm a German-born producer and um, engineer. I, I've been doing this for about 20 years, and my start was with the Bavarian Radio. And I worked 15 years primarily with the Bavarian Radio Symphony Orchestra and the Bavarian Radio Choir. And then I moved to Brooklyn and um, got married to uh, Professor Anderson. Um, and now I'm running Anderson Audio New York together with him. Jim and Ulrika were given the SP-15 microphones to try out and found them both accessible and powerful for their size. Through uh, Russ Hamm, uh, we were invited to try Sonic Presence microphones. And we got introduced to him uh, at his company. Uh, and we took home two pairs of them to try. And we found the um, the AD converter and the, I mean, the whole system very, very practical in terms of um, taking it out into the field, using it in concerts, and just working with it. Um, it, it was it was intuitive uh, and very user-friendly um, and, uh, uh, and surprising, I mean, amazingly good quality. Uh, that we were uh, uh, totally blown away by them. And the fact that you could actually just kind of throw them in your back pocket and, uh, and have a, a nice pair of microphones. Over two years, Jim and Ulrika used the microphones in a wide variety of settings and recorded a great range of audio. They found the results more than satisfactory. So we've, uh, we've been playing with them for uh, now for almost about two years. We've had them in California. We had them on the beach. We had them at yeah. the giant trees. We had them in Italy. We had them in yeah. uh, over here for a concert in New York. We even, um, we even took them to the U.S. Open just trying to see what it would sound like to, you know, just kind of... To get the ping pong, yeah. Get a uh, kind of a, a tennis match on, uh, on a very high level and what it would sound like to... To recreate that uh, on a binaural system.
And for Jim and Ulrika, the SP-15's compact size gives them a practical aspect for recording immersive sound, for journalistic and podcasting purposes, as well as for recording music. Ulrika and I both have backgrounds in radio. And uh, so with that, we're always looking for uh, some slick little way to be able to make uh, recordings. Uh, Maybe, you know. Soundscapes. Yeah. You know, background recordings. Sometimes you need microphones that you can use that, you know, you may be in a situation where you can't show that you're recording. For example, I was in a, a market in Somalia, in Mogadishu, and the last thing they ever wanted to see was microphones and headphones and things like that. And I had actually kind of rigged up something that now looks like what Russ has created. But I had uh, I, I had microphones, one on each sleeve of my shirt, and no one knew what they were. They were just little dots kind of thing. And I was able to get a, a really very good recording of, uh, uh, of, a, of the marketplace. I'm going to be teaching a podcasting course in, at uh, New York University in, in the spring. And um, we're going to use this as one of the, one of the tools that I'll give uh, students to use. But for Jim and Ulrika, the biggest surprise was how the SP15 microphones unlocked the recording potential of their smartphones. We learned through Ross Mm -hmm. that uh, you can actually, that your telephone is a high definition recording device. You're bypassing a Zoom and a other pair of stereo microphones because you're telling them, take this AD and take your phone. Because I mean, who actually records the bits and the bytes? That doesn't matter if that's the... um, iPhone or the Zoom. I mean, really, the front end, the microphones and the AD are what makes this um, spectacular. Once you have a very good front end, your iPhone is just another platform to record music on. Another audio professional who got to try out the SP-15s was longtime engineer, musician and streaming insider David Solomon. I'm David Solomon. i the chief high-res music evangelist for Cobas. Prior to that, I had uh, brought in title to the United States. I'd been in the audio industry for a little over three decades in multiple areas, um, including uh, high-end audio. David's first experience with SP-15 recorded audio was intense, even through a pair of budget headphones, and caused an instant physical reaction. The first time I heard it, um, it was literally through a, through an iPhone um, and a pair of headphones, about a pair of $80 Sony headphones. So it wasn't like, you know, crazy gear. It was just sort of normal stuff. I had um, uh, I'd been given the headphones. I put them on my head. And uh, a helicopter, I think, was going around my head. I immediately jerked these headphones off of my head and, and looked around to to find out where the, where the helicopter was coming from. It was the most immersive thing I've ever heard in my life. with the sonic presence, I think with an iPhone. Um, and it was just a little demo that they had done. Uh, but it, it, it really, really blew me away. And uh, I had been impressed you know, ever since. After this initial test run, David quickly tried out the mics at a live gig. He was impressed by how accurately they captured his experience. So I've used these in a few concert venues. Uh, the first being um, Jeff Warber. Uh, the Jeff Lorber fusion. He was in town with um, with the, one of my favorite drummers, Sonny Emery, who just smacks these drums. So I, I took a uh, a video of that with Sonic Presence headphones on. I, I posted it on my social and 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 gave instructions. You know, put your headphones on and and take a listen to this, and you would not believe the comments that that I received. 
you know, where did you get these? When will they be available? How much are they? How did you do this? It was, it was just amazing. microphones captured exactly what I was hearing. So when I played it back, um, I had a great reference point because I was there and it sounded exactly like the room sounded. You know, all the dynamics, all of the frequency response that I was hearing was coming through, but it didn't, it didn't manipulate the tonal uh, quality that I was hearing or the tonal uh, balance that I was hearing. Soon afterwards, David tried out the mics at home, recording himself on his drum kit. Drums are notoriously difficult to reproduce accurately, and the range of dynamics is a challenge for most microphones. David found that the SP15s rose to the occasion. They not only recorded the sound of his drums entirely accurately, but with the fraction of the setup time and effort of a full set of microphones, they also overcame the usual problems with binaural recording. I'm a drummer. Um... And I've got a big set of DW drums uh, um, in, in a bonus room above my garage. Uh, so I set up a dummy head and, and actually recorded my drums. Uh, if you know anything about drums, they are super, super dynamic. Uh, but at the same time can be incredibly high resolution. If you think about the things high resolution, you would think about, oh, uh, say the the that nth degree symbol decay but not only the symbol decay the 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 sound that the room adds to whatever you're playing um that decay of the room if you will it it captured my drums exactly how they sounded no matter how loud i played them Now, if you would typically do something like this, or if you would typically get a sound that's anywhere near this, you're setting up a sound console, you're setting up, you know, eight, 10 microphones, um, leveling them all off. I really, really appreciate what these things that they that they can bring to just normal people, because it would be hard for a professional to, to set up a system in a flash that sounded even anywhere near this. And the one thing that I really, really dig about them, I'd uh, say more than a binaural recording, is that you don't get that that hole in the middle that you typically get with binaural. Um, so it really made the, uh, the sound stage more present and more realistic. Everything that I've recorded uh, on the sonic presence from a musical standpoint uh, is just absolutely mind-blowing. Demo copies of the microphones have also received critical praise from journalists in the audio sector. One of these was David Weiss. This is David Weiss. I am the co-founder and co-editor of sonicscoop.com, which is a media company covering pro audio, music production, uh, aspects of the music business. The other part of what brings me here is that I am a content strategist for technology, all types of technology. And um, you can find the work that I do there at www.dwords.com, where it talks more about the work I do for a number of industries, which includes audio production, broadcast production, blockchain and crypto, uh, AV, uh, free space optics, broadband wireless, uh, all, those, all those types of things. So I'm a tech translator. As with Jim, Ulrika and David Solomon, David Weiss's primary experience with the SB15s was recording concerts. His favorite experience was recording a legendary dub musician. The headphones' small scale nature 
also mean you can use them without feeling self-conscious or silly. What I've used it the most for uh, personally is recording concerts uh, that I'm attending, live shows. And uh, my favorite so far has been when I went to see the uh, reggae and dub music legend Lee Scratch Perry, who's very well known worldwide uh, as pretty much the inventor of dub. And it's terrific while you're in the experience. And uh, But having Sonic Presence mics available to me to make my own recording to experience later uh, just really ups the ante even more. Uh, and, so, and, and so it's been great being able to get such an easy audio recording of the experience, really a 3D recording, and um, to hear it later as, as I experienced it the first time uh, is, is really amazing. And it's great to capture a live concert and absolutely nobody notices that that's what you're doing because they are so discreet. Uh, they just, there's absolutely no reason anyone would notice that that's what you're doing uh, uh, when you've got them on since they just hook over your ears and they look, they, they look like headphones that you've taken off. Uh, no one's going to notice you. There's no need to feel self-conscious uh, about the fact that you're making an incredible 3D recording uh, as you attend the show. One of the last people to try out the SP-15 spatial microphones is a titan in the mastering field, who, like Russ Hamm, has spent most of his life shaping his industry. Bob Ludwig is a veteran mastering engineer who has worked with over 1,300 artists, racking up over 3,000 mastering credits in the process. You'll have heard of most of them. For example, Jimi Hendrix, Nirvana, Frank Ocean, Daft Punk, and Led Zeppelin, to name only a few. He spoke to us from his personal studio. Hey, I'm Bob Ludwig. I'm president and chief engineer of Gateway Mastering Studios. This is my own studio in Portland, Maine. I started uh, after the Eastman School of Music. I went with Phil Ramone, who uh, got me a job at his studio at A&R Recording in New York. We were the first commercial independent studio to own the first Neumann computerized lathe. Of course, we're speaking an analog computer here, not a digital computer. And so I was one of the first people to ever cut on one of those. And then I became, a couple of years later, the first employee of Sterling Sound. They were the first place to, uh, place to have this solid-state uh, Neumann lathes with the new Neumann cutter head, the SX-68, and the new Neumann cutting electronics, and Struder tape machines, and Telefunken M10A playback, and... It was a real uh, state-of-the-art European-style facility. Went to MasterDisc and worked there for quite a while. When I was working at MasterDisc, we were making the very first CD discs. I've been at Gateway about the same amount of time that my whole career was before then. We're very excited about that. So I work on any genre. My background is uh, classical because I'm from Eastman School of Music and I have a bachelor's um, and a master's degree from there. And um, but I've always admired uh, good performances of any genre. So uh, when I was doing uh, Led Zeppelin two at Sterling, I was completely into it. I thought it was just fantastic. And um, and so I've done tons of pop stuff. In fact, most of the uh, big titles from the 70s and 80s are uh, uh, rock music. And but we do everything. Uh, so it's really great. But when he tried on the SP-15 microphones, the total immersion of their recordings meant that even Bob's highly experienced ears struggled to tell them apart from real-life sound. I was doing a recording and I uh, um, had my earphones on. I thought that I, I wasn't listening to the headphones. I thought I was just listening to the bleed of uh, the real life. And then I suddenly realized, oh, I'm listening to the headphones. It was... Uh, you know, it, it can fool you sometimes, which is <laughs> pretty neat. It's like having the super expensive Neumann, the Kunstkopf, or the Fritz head, um, for much, much less money. To further explore the mic's potential, Bob returned to his classical roots, taking them to record a string quartet in Maine. We have two good string quartets in Maine. They're the Portland String Quartet and the De Ponte String Quartet. And I'm friends with them both. And uh, the DePonte was doing the Bartok uh, violin uh, string quartet. And uh, they were 
doing it at this church. And so I did a, a, a recording in the, the downstairs and then I did a recording of the balcony, played it for the quartet. And they were all very uh, surprised how good the recording was. Bob, the accessibility of the SP-15 mics was matched only by their versatility. You know, if you're going to go record the ocean, you can just listen to that. If you're going to go into a club and be very close to um, uh, a jazz quartet, you know that you can just put it on and you don't have to worry about dynamic range because that's all been taken care of for you. And so it couldn't be more simple. So, we've seen the potential of the SP-15 spatial mics for recording music, both live and in the studio, at high quality. But their potential in social media and influencer-based content, from vlogging to sports content to makeup tutorials, is also enormous. Sonic Presence went to VidCon to explore this aspect of the microphones and have since observed how YouTubers have taken to them. Last summer in July of 2019, we went to the VidCon conference out in Anaheim. Now this is a conference that is put together by the Green Brothers. And we actually had a booth where we showed off our product to some different YouTubers, as well as just fans of YouTube and <laughs> watchers of YouTube. Uh, we met a whole bunch of people who do vlogs, comedy videos, makeup tutorials. And um, what we were so surprised about is that so many of these different creators all really latched onto the technology. What we've seen is that the product has just been used in so many different ways that we could have never expected. And the response we've getting from podcasters and now YouTubers and other creators has been so positive. And we've realized that this tech really has such a widespread appeal. And we're really excited for that. It was also at VidCon that they met Alex Hernandez, who later joined the company. My name is Alex Hernandez. And uh, in terms of my background, I've been in the augmented and virtual reality space since uh, about 2015. And so I've focused on immersive content for the last several years now. And uh, I actually met the guys at Sonic Presence at a conference uh, here in Los Angeles. It was uh, VidCon. So there were a number of YouTubers there and they wanted to make their presence known that, hey, we can create immersive content easily with your mobile device. And so naturally, you know, I thought they were the best booth in the entire conference. And so we just became friends, got in contact, and uh, that's kind of how all this got started. Alex is currently working on the company's website, which will be an immersive audio experience in of itself. So I was brought on as more of a, I guess you could say, a consultant uh, and designer. So we're creating a uh, an audio-enabled website that is fully interactive. So we'll have... Uh, narrators that are going to be able to walk you through and it's uh, it's going to be fantastic you guys are going to have to check out the sonicpresence.com website for alex as an online specialist the sp15 microphones allow online creators to personalize their material as never before through recording their own experiences with total accuracy examples of this can be seen on sonic presence's youtube channel it's a perfect product to be able to not just create content that is more interactive or more human, <laughs> uh, but it's something that's going to to really um, help. Is if you're a content creator or influencer, really help distinguish your content from from other creators in your space, um, because it allows you to be more creative and and uh, kind of give your 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 listeners uh, an entirely unique experience. If you look at the YouTube channel uh, under Sonic Presence, there's a couple of videos that were. Uh, made by 
creators that we've kind of loaned the uh, the prototypes to, so they could start experimenting and creating cool immersive content. There's one where uh, somebody was was at the beach, and there's this wave that just comes over you, and it's surreal <laughs> because you almost your brain kind of like tricks you, and you're like, oh man, am I like wet or something? Uh, but it's a uh, it, it's there's a lot of really cool experiences there that you're going to need to check out in terms of 2020. Uh, we'll be focusing, hopefully, on uh, getting this in the hands of uh, content creators. What I'm trying to teach people and show people and uh, you know educate people about is that I really don't think that immersive and spatial audio experiences are really a gimmick. You know, I think that the the usage for recordings like this are are much more widespread than you know a uh, you know that classic barbershop. Uh, you know, clip that everyone's heard on YouTube, you know, and uh, what you get with immersive audio experiences and especially the recordings we make is actually a very intimate audio recording because you're really taking someone, a listener and putting them exactly where you sit. So I think one of the biggest challenges we're facing right now is, is really trying to inform creators that uh, this tech is really going to take their their projects, their videos, their podcasts to the to the next level, because these are such you know intimate experiences that you can share with your listeners in, in a way that you've never really been able to do before. Interfaces and USB ports are constantly changing. With every new version of the iPhone, it's likely that it will have a new USB port. Keeping up with these changes, as well as extending the microphones to as wide a range of devices as possible, remains one of Sonic Presence's biggest challenges and one that its staff relishes iPhones are constantly changing. Smartphones are constantly changing. Since uh, Russ and Chris started with this project, Androids have all switched over to the USB-C port. There's still some micro Bs, you know, lingering around. Apple is now rumored to go to the USB-C, but they're still stuck on Lightning for a little bit. And so it's just really um, figuring out how to keep up with all this technology. And it's been a challenging, but actually extremely rewarding process when you get it right and it works, and the Apple ecosystem accepts your device, uh, it, I mean, it feels really great, and it's really, um, that's what we do it for. So there's, there's still some work to be done to um, communicate between our system and the portable devices. Um, for instance, we were at the VidCon, and the Canon camera people got really excited because we have a USB-C interface, um, however, the, the, in order to talk to their camera, again, we have to modify the, the, the code, if you will, uh, to speak the language of Canon. Um, we would like to do the same with GoPro because now GoPro also has a USB-C port. Um, and uh, I, I, I love GoPro cameras. They're, they're really great because they're so small and, and, and high quality. Uh, so we'd like to do that. We see... Each year, the iPhone's adding another lens to their to their phone. The audio is kind of plateaued at the two little microphones that are inside. So we want to we want to bring better, easier audio to creators. The SP15 microphones are also compatible with a wide range of independent audio recording applications. Among these are the standard iOS camera app, as well as Voice Record Pro and GarageBand. However, the Sonic Presence team plan to develop their own in-house app for the microphones, an app for anyone, regardless of technical expertise. For each of these, um, uh, dev these iPhone devices, um, you have to have a, an application that actually uh, does the recording uh, within the device. Currently, we're using third-party applications. We would like to have a Sonic Presence app um, we feel that the, the current apps, they serve our purpose, but we'd like to kind of simplify things so that a non-professional person um, can use this thing. Our USB device that's built right into our hardware uh, is interacting with all the different applications. So the applications, if they are reading our software correctly, which most of the applications that are on the app stores that are re recording audio are, are really actually quite good. And so as they're interacting with our device, they can read that we can record either in 16 or 24-bit. They can also uh, detect that we can either send out 44.1, 48, or actually even up to 96K. And that, that handshake between the device and, 
and our hardware really makes for a very elegant recording experience. Um, the user is allowed to control and, and, and the user is able to control as much as they want to depending on their skill level. If whatever their software they're using, if it needs to just record as an AAC file or if it's going to be embedded in a video file, it can be you know, as standard as possible. Uh, plugged into the built-in iPhone camera, I think it just does AAC codec and sounds fine to our ears. If you're more on the technical side, you can record WAV files, of course, at higher sampling rates and um, higher bit depths as well. We would like to have an app where there's not a lot of wheels and dials and what have you. It's, it, it's just a simple app with big buttons that's easy to recognize. Oh, that's the record button. You push that and that's about all you have to do. We're really excited to offer a small variety of features, but keep it really simple. So you plug in our device, it lets you know that it's connected, it lets you know that you're going to be recording some high quality spatial audio, and then you can choose a little options here or there, but it's really designed for that user who just wants to plug it in and go and not really have to think about it. According to Russ, there's also still a lot of room for research in the field of immersive audio itself, particularly in the areas of vertical movement and somewhere down the line, even audio manipulation. We would uh, like to uh, understand more about what makes this immersive audio. As I said, uh, we put the, the transducers, the microphones, um, they're actually on my temples and they're in front of the ears. Uh, and the sound image is, is very, very three-dimensional. Um, and that's just not for me playing it back, but that's for everybody playing it back that can hear that. We would like to understand what's going on. There are a lot of good, well-designed products in this industry, but I think uh, the innovation and what they brought to the space is the fact that these go on your ears and not in your ears. So when you're recording, whatever you're recording, whether it's a concert, uh, whether you're doing a uh, professional recording session with it, recording instruments or a band uh, or sound design elements or ambiences or any of those types of things, you're not cut off from these audio events as you're capturing them. Uh, you, you get to experience them fully yourself. Uh, while the microphones are doing their work. Uh, and then what comes next is, is great in two respects because you've captured a really uh, natural recording, uh, something that sounds uh, extremely present. And it's no accident why these are called sonic presence mics because of the real you are there feeling so, what does the future hold for Sonic Presence, both for the use of their microphones and for the company as a whole? As we've seen, the response from those who've used the SP15s has been positive, not to mention valuable for developing the product. Sonic Presence look forward to seeing what use creators will make of them. The company also hopes to expand beyond the smartphones and provide top quality audio for devices of all description. Who knows, it may even expand beyond audio. In the next few months, I'm really excited to see what, uh, what types of recordings folks make that we haven't even thought of yet. I would say that so far, our response from our beta testers has been extremely positive. And they've made recordings that, you know, we like to think of ourselves as quite creative people. And they've really just blown us away with the recordings that they've made. And so we're just really excited to see what the community at large does with these microphones. We were able to talk to some creators at VidCon this year. And they had me just laughing about all these ideas that they came up with. It's a lot of younger kids. And they were just thinking of, you know, comedy videos that they could come up with these and uh, really sort of how to scare their friends by, you know, walking up behind them and, you know, yelling into the microphones and all this stuff that seems sort of silly and goofy. But it really just shows that spark of creativity that we're really looking for and really excited to see elaborated on. In the next few years, I'd really like to see um, us be able to expand out uh, right now, we've um, right now we've decided to focus on the smartphones, but we'd love to see our product be able to be used in more niche little marketplaces, such as the GoPro market, Canon cameras, and even out to more professional environments. We think that the this product we have here is is really something that can be expanded on and 
that's what I'm trying to do and really trying to find more uses and um, exciting ways to show off this tech. The feedback has been really instrumental in making sure that the product has gotten to, to where it is today. I mean, everything from um, making sure that it's more comfortable. So I know that the product has gone through several iterations in terms of uh, making sure that it fits most ears properly. Uh, so even recently, as uh, just like a month or two ago, right, we we actually took uh, a centimeter or two off the tube <laughs> uh, in order to make sure that it is uh, it just fits better. Our whole focus is on getting this in the hands of of consumers and and learning about the things that they create, right, and and listening to feedback and creating a product that that people really love. I think um, if we start thinking about things beyond 2020. Um, there are absolutely opportunities for expanding the product line outside of just spatial audio um, and spatial microphones. What I would love to see is creating a product that combines um, video. So say a wearable pair of glasses that has uh, the ability to record the world exactly the way you see it and hear it. Essentially, democratizing first-person content in general. I really think that Sonic Presence as a whole is focused on on creating uh, the best immersive tools <laughs> on the market. Content on the internet is moving more and more towards immersive media in terms of uh, uh, spatial audio, yes, uh, and video. But as we start seeing more augmented content online, you know, through Snapchat and Facebook, there's also this need to kind of create a base reality. So I think, you know, we're, we're, we're slowly inching towards this first person content where, you know, before I can augment my world and other worlds, I need to be able to have like a base content that represents the human experience. And unfortunately, you know, content online today is highly edited and uh, it's it i mean it is what it is it's super fun and interesting but at the same time there is no experience where you can be able to uh watch a video online or put a headset on and be able to uh feel that uh feel that experience firsthand immersive audio spatial audio is uh is the future and i think uh 2020 is is truly the year of spatial audio We've heard examples of audio recorded using the SB15 spatial microphones, and we know what they can do. But in the words of the staff of Sonic Presence and others who've tried them, what and who are these microphones for? At, at Sonic Presence here, we're trying to really democratize what it means to be an audio engineer. We're trying to allow people who don't have a four-year degree, don't have experience with recording, really be able to record high-quality even studio quality audio experiences. And we're really proud that this uh, provides a opportunity for YouTubers, podcasters, musicians, and really any type of creator to create an entirely high quality, spatial and immersive audio experience just from their smartphone. Sonic Presence is a tool for visual centric people like myself um, who enjoy making movies um, and content, but have no experience recording audio. This device is for musicians, it's for new families, it's for documentarians, vloggers, anyone who is creating content and wants audio quality that's worth sharing. What this device is really for is, is preserving memories. And, and sharing ideas in a way that is much more human, right? It's something where people already create all forms of media, you know, with their phone, photos, videos, uh, uh, special moments, right? Where um, we just, we want to be present. And so we have the phone in our pockets and we take it out and we can, and we can really create something special. I truly believe that, that it's for everybody. I think that, you know, we're all part of the, uh, this human experience. And uh, creating content that's more like us is, is really kind of imperative for, for the growth of content and media online in general. Sonic Presence is a device that really empowers people to record immersive audio that's, that's terrific, 
and they're able to do it extremely easily using sonic presence. Uh, and on top of that, they're able to do it in a way that's distinctly theirs. The sonic presence uh, can do some really fine recording. I mean, if uh, and it's so easy to just plug it into your uh, iPhone and as you're making a video, and instead of having the video that comes with your iPhone, you can have something that's really special um, that sounds like your ears heard it. This device is to enable a common, ordinary person to pick up a camera, but in this particular case, pick up a microphone and make a very professional sounding recording um, that's of the highest quality um, without having to go to school for four years, earn a degree and what have you, or spend years out in the field as a Hollywood sound person or years in the studio sitting, you know, uh, trying to position microphones and so on. It is a stereo recording system uh, that plugs into an iPhone and you as the, the person making picture um, are, can have the confidence that what it's going to sound like is equal to the quality of what it's going to look like. And I always say, well, we're recording 48K, 24-bit typically. That's as good as a 4K picture. So now we have audio that matches the video and anybody can use it. Before you go, we want to hear from you. If you'd like to let us know what you think about our show, please take a survey in the episode's description. It will help us to make the immersive audio podcast even better. We really appreciate your feedback. You've been listening to the Immersive Audio Podcast hosted by Alex Bragg with guests Russ Hamm, Chris Van Dusen, Mike Zvorzak, Alex Hernandez, as well as Jim Anderson, Ulrike Schwarz-Anderson, Bob Ludwig, David Weiss, and David Solomon. This episode was produced by Oliver Cadell, Alex Bragg, and Michelle Chan with the help of Emma Reese and Haley Lerner and included music by Hare Fairlight, Mikey Geiser, Isaac Joel, Young Kool-Aid, and Nobbs Bergamo. If you can, head to our page on iTunes and leave us a review and rating. It really helps us in pushing our show further. The podcast is also available on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Visit 1618digital.com to access the show notes and other episodes. Follow us at 1618digital on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening.